Hey everybody, welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we are coming right up, right, right up to the thrilling conf- con- <laughs> confusion. Confusion <laughs> conclusion. Hey, maybe, should we call our podcast Thrilling Confusion? <laughs> we'll, we'll take that under advisement um, of our Scum and Villainy campaign. Uh, and today I am joined by, let me just look at my... Yeah, here we go. This is fair. Uh, I'm joined by Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hello, and welcome to the new year. Tony playing Augustine the Speaker. Welcome. Um, Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. Hey, scoundrels. <laughs> That'd be, that's your radio sign-on. Uh, and Cleric playing Myriad the Muscle. And we're, we also have the Beluga played by the spirit of the Beluga because between sessions we did some advancement. <laughs> and one of the things you took was an AI module, uh, which uh, Scum and Villainy, as has probably been clear at several points in this, this game, is sort of designed to tell very Star Warsian stories. That sort of, you know, um, fringe sci-fi. Uh, we're using it to slightly different purposes, but the uh, the end result can be the same in that um, we're basically codifying the way that the beluga has, uh, ever since that little bit of filter was poured on it and kind of started growing um, with uh, Augustine and Quell kind of urging it to, you know, not just grow to the point of like cracking its timbers, but you know, slow down a bit and just um, have more controlled growth. Um, it's become more and more of its own entity, uh, and I'm excited to see how that might manifest. You've also took the uh, science bay, which could be related. You could also, you know, find some some components here at the chop where you've been uh, posted up. And uh, are still welcome, thanks to Augustine's um, trauma. <laughs> uh, trauma, you know, um, pushing it to the limit of politicking. Um, and yeah, so that's actually just about where we are. Um, the The whole crew could be back together again at this point after Quell, um, Gadget, and Myriad met with uh, Decoy, the machine spirit, I guess you'd call her, who um, was unintentionally manifested as a result of that, well, decoy machine that you made back when you were trying to escape the mysterious ship. Yeah, she's um, essentially like a synthetic spirit. She's a She's a created spirit, but she's definitely sentient and functional and clearly accepted by the other spirits since she's capesing around with them in their armada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, she made it seem like she was, you know, welcome there and they hadn't like, you know, they, they treated her well. She was part of their sort of collective, um, but also better at interacting with humans generally because, you know, she has that kind of more, she has that kind of baseline of coming from you too. Um, and helpful that she knows you folks because the her her faction flotilla tanzanite 
And I think if they bring you up to speed on this Augustine, um, which I imagine they would at some point, when you heard that, you would recognize it, that you'd recognize the name as, um, I don't know, probably, it was probably while you were still in, um, but like, so, you know, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, um, while you were still in Indigo Analytics, a kind of a research fleet, not a fleet, a flotilla, a research flotilla, um, which was headed to the lower layers of the clouds that kind of um, ring the the bottom of your of the vast. Uh, a team that had gone down there went missing, and that was Flotilla Tanzanite. Uh, at least the last you heard of them. Uh, and yeah, so I, I guess that's my first question. Um, what does that look like when you come back from your meeting with Decoy? Do you just... go to bring Augustine straight up to speed? You did kind of yeah. sneak out to make sure that they didn't worry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, I think that's going to be a very interesting moment because we, or at least Quell, really assumed that, you know, they had successfully gotten the clothes, they'd successfully snuck out, that Augustine was resting peacefully in his quarters and all was going to be well but clearly I the player know that that is not true we did (laughs) not successfully stealth our way through that whole thing so I don't know what's going to be waiting for us when we get back to the beluga I well thinks that we're just going to get back and um, safely return the clothing and that we'll figure out what we should do but i don't know (laughs) i don't know if that's actually how it's going to go down i think the the ball is in your court there augustine uh if you want to just you know things to be normal when they get back and you continue to uh stay on the download of, of whatever consequence you wanted to inflict when i turned over a game master control to you um because i just you, you, you folks really wanted to roll, and I was like, I don't, I think there's really any consequences, but uh, okay, fine. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now would be a good time if you wanted to bust that out, but yeah. if you want to kind of keep that in your back pocket, then it could just be a normal, you know, like, oh, hey, gang, what were you up to? You're going to keep paying out that line so we can be better hoisted on our own petard? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hold on to that for a bit. So, one one because I, I don't of... have a good a good um uh scenario yet, but I think I want to tie it into however the uh trauma comes out. Okay. Oh boy. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, that happened too. Um and yeah, you had uh chalice hanging around too kind of keeping an eye on augustine because i think it was pretty clear that they pushed themselves past their limits there right. I mean, we weren't uh, going to just leave augustine unattended no. like no chalice is a, a loving caring little friend chalice would make sure <laughs> that augustine was okay yeah that's that's a fair assessment uh, okay, so th- is that pretty much what it looks like then? That's just, you know, the, the crew getting back and, I don't know, hastily hiding your 
costumes, your mobster and flavor costumes, um, before you linked back up with Augustine? Maybe we, like, hastily put them back in not quite the right place in <laughs> Augustine's closet, and it looks really messy. Um, but it, it's technically back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and yeah, uh, do you bring up Augustine to speed? We don't necessarily need the whole scene of that unless you think it would be a, uh, particularly complicated to do so. If there's anything you want to try and couch or anything, but if you're just saying what you heard, then then we all know the gist of it. So I definitely think that we should. Like, Quell doesn't like keeping things from Augustine. I think that uh, she'd be like, okay, how do we do this to minimize stress on our already stressed out captain? You know, we, we did the whole sneaking thing to help keep captain calm and comfortably resting. And what happens when we go in there and be like, so we snuck out last night after stealing your clothing. Turns out you're a pseudo grandpa. Also, a bunch of spirits want us to break into the Ascending Fortress. Is that what we're calling it? The Ascending Fortress? Mm-hmm. And uh, pilot this entire Landberg into the reverent assemblage so that they can be part of a revolution. Just, I don't know how well that's going to go over. That's that's basically how we should say it, just, just like that. Um, <laughs> I think if we say it not like that, it's not... Like, if we try to dance around it, I think that's going to cause even more stress to our traumatized uh, Augustine pal. Um, Yeah, that is true. He's pretty canny. He seems to be able to suss out a lie pretty quickly. Yeah. I think the correct answer is to ask for parental advice. I mean, kids (laughs) these days grow up so fast, and it's really hard seeing them move on with their new group of friends. But you still want to do what's best for them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, parental advice. Uh, Gadget, seeing as you are now a parent, uh, what advice do you have? Oh, that's a big responsibility. Uh, I think think the captain is a little bit more knowledgeable about these sorts of things. (laughs) You know, speaking of parents, there was a person who came when uh, Chalice and I were in the pit who I swear looked and sounded a lot like you, Gadget. Oh, why are you bringing this up now? I was having a pretty great week up until this moment. I just, I'm just saying we were talking about parents, and I don't remember if I let you know, given everything that was happening, but, I mean, I just wanted to give you a heads up, and, you know, we're speaking of parental figures, but I guess not all parents are actually parental. Anyway, the best parents I've met around here are, uh, Zinc, Zinc Garland's moms. They seem like they've got pretty level heads on their shoulders. They're supporting, uh, supportive and loving. Accurate, accurate. So should we go to Tinny before we go to Augustine? Is is Tinny the one who knows Augustine? Maybe Tinny could just be with us. <laughs> Where are you having this conversation? <laughs> is it on the way back? <laughs> Probably they're on the way back or like, you know, 
I could also imagine us having it down in like the cargo hold. We wouldn't be having this like right outside Augustine's door. <laughs> or like right next to a talkie tube. <laughs> We've already forgotten the talkie tubes once. <laughs> Did not plug the talkie tube. Gotta plug the talkie tube. I, I like that scenario the best. And plus, I have the impression that the blue goes a gossipy uh, pseudo spirit. So even if we weren't near the vicinity, uh, Augustine's going to know one way or the, the other. The beluga's going to tell on us? We don't actually know the blue- how sentient the beluga is yet. Oh, no. What if the beluga starts getting ideas about joining Flotilla Tanzanite? And we don't even know it. We're all mentioning like this cool flotilla of spirits out there. And the beluga's like... I want to go. I'm going to run off to join the circus. The beluga's already a whale. I know. We're all like, what should we do? Who should we tell? The beluga is now aware. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think as you're talking down there, um, you know, Chalice would probably come down, uh, you know, around this point in the conversation and uh, probably like... You know, just 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 greet you all. Um, Gotta offer Chalice Chalice a quick hug. I'm glad to see Chalice again. Chalice has become my essentially adopted younger sibling. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chalice would return it and then uh, kind of indicate that you know you might as well all, all head up and um, see Augustine. Is Captain awake? Uh, is would Chalice think that Augustine is awake right now, Augustine? Um, it depends on the extent of my level three harm exhausted. <laughs> um, I mean, you can be awake if you want to, uh, but it would be, you know, like, it's harm, right? So it's not like you're just sleepy. It's the kind of tired where, like, you're tired whether you're awake or you're asleep. Um you just need to take some some time and some care. Mm. Okay. It's it's probably I'm probably in a similar state I was when they raided my closet where oh, no. <laughs> that that asleep but I know what's going on around me. Um so okay. Uh I think they'll say that it would probably do uh, Augustine some good to see you. Um they've been in kind of They've seemed a little off ever since that uh, close call with the with the the chop. Yeah, uh, Quell would take on, I guess, kind of the oldest sibling type role, and would probably duck into the kitchen or wherever we prepare our food and just get together some like loft house cookies and some <laughs> some brandy. Uh, some recuperation brandy or sherry for the captain. Uh, maybe like a quick, quick mug of tea, you know, to mix with the recuperation sherry. A good hot toddy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's it's been a long, hard day for for captain, and so we wanna we wanna show our love and support and nourishment. Okay, so yeah, Augustine, you have your your ship children bringing you breakfast in bed um and also presumably some news (laughs) yeah breakfast in hammock really because none of you have crew quarters 
Um, it's a nice, it's a nice hammock, though. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, you could you could hand it over. Uh, is this is this just you you bringing Augustine up to speed, or are you still being kind of tender on the topic? Quell's not gonna lie, but like I think Quell also feels like very anxious about how this might affect the captain. So she's mm-hmm. torn. She mm-hmm. she's like oh. I think if Quell and Gadget are being hesitant, uh, Myriad just like comes out with Gadget and Quell had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i think chalice who probably like you know took the tray after you were done with it just kind of like grips it to their chest and is like um what (laughs) (laughs) well not had a baby they they made a baby um not a baby but like a a spirit baby not 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 a baby it's like a full-grown I mean, not full grown, but like, uh, and then I, I try to explain it the best that I can, but it's not like super coherent (laughs) 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 because Myriad is not the smoothest talker or like the best at putting words together. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but I try. (laughs) You know what? Myriad is straightforward though. And perhaps that's what was needed. Just Rip the band-aid off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Augustine has been flying with Myriad for at least a little while now, so you probably pick up most of what they're trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you came in with the with the hot tot, toddy and everything, Augustine stirred and sat up and took it, listened to the story (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think after yeah definitely after Myriad uh, informs the captain very unceremoniously of the uh, (laughs) of decoy of the results of our our efforts to avoid being captured earlier um, yeah yeah I think Quell would probably be like, well, we we didn't want to alarm you um, because obviously you need to be resting. Uh, but yes, we met with um, a new spirit, a spirit apparently that we inadvertently made, we created when we were attempting to make the decoy to throw the ships that were demanding the artifacts off our trail, we didn't know what was happening. We didn't realize this could actually occur, but it did. And um, she was very nice, very polite, um, good, good parenting, I guess, despite (laughs) being abandoned on another ship. And she did tell us that she wants to work with us. Um, she's part of a flotilla called Flotilla Tanzanite. And um, yeah, she just wants us to break into the Ascending Fortress so we can pilot Suvita into, oh, so that we can, and Quell kind of stops for a second. And it's like, well, she wants us to break into the Ascending Fortress um, she thinks it might have something to do with being able to move Subita. 
And then she just kind of looks at uh, the captain because Quell is not silly enough to turn around and look directly at Chalice, but it's like, wait, we have someone here in the room who I care about, who happens to live in the reverent assemblage and her family is there. And uh, she might not like it if we say we're piloting this Landberg into the reverent assemblage to overthrow them. So she, she doesn't add that last part. She's just like, um, the spirit seems to think that we might be able to move the Landbergs using the fortress. Y'all haven't been getting into my brandy, have you? (laughs) (laughs) Or other spices? (laughs) Uh, I think Chalice, uh, like their mouth is agape now. uh, And they're just like, that, that's incredible. You made a spirit and now it, now it has a job for you. You. Wow. You guys do incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, kind of turns and looks at Chalice and you can see the wheels in her mind kind of turning. Like she's trying to think of what to say. And she's like, yes, I did not even know it was possible, but she seems fully sentient and has been accepted by the other spirits. The, the naturally formed spirits. And I think this really opens up a whole new realm of understanding when it comes to spirits. Don't you? Yeah. Do you, do you think I could see them? Like, I'd love to write about it. Maybe it if I could meet them, then I could, I could bring back the word when I go home, this could be great. This could be perfect. I think that we should probably all sit down for a moment uh, and think about what our next steps are. But I fully understand your enthusiasm. (laughs) Uh, Chalice's grin kind of like fades a little bit. It's like, I thought you'd be more excited about this, Quell. Well, I didn't go out there expecting to be some sort of parent. You can imagine how that might be a big surprise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and they give you a look for a moment and they're like I suppose that would be a shock yeah but um, I am sure that when you two meet um, you will both be delighted with each other I I just think that we all need to wrap our heads around this I mean this was a lot to happen in one day <laughs> and they nod and they say it's tough to believe that just this morning um you were whip, or in you, and uh, they point to Augustine. You were whipping around the track, and you were keeping me from, narrowly from getting captured with that other person. Uh, and the other two of you were out fight. Uh, let's see, or out defusing explosives and getting into gun battles. <sighs> I'm gonna make us some tea. That tea sounds would be great. Yes, I was going to say wonderful and much appreciated. Thank you so much. You are so thoughtful. (laughs) My shift doesn't start for a few hours yet, so, you know, it's no problem. Hmm. Well, a kind heart always finds a home. (laughs) 
Uh, and they, they nod and head up to the galley. And you do have a galley. Uh, <laughs> As Chalice leaves, uh, Gadget looks over at Quell. So, so we leave in a few hours, right? Uh, to the, the ascending fortress? <laughs> if Chalice is working in a few hours. Oh. Yeah, well... I think we, yes, but I think we I'm just only... saying that since we're parents now, we need to be more mindful about the people that are in our influence, right? We we don't want to raise our child with the wrong crowd. I agree. I, but I don't necessarily think that we are currently cavorting with the wrong crowd. I just think we need to be very aware and mindful of the fact that some of the people we care about come from places that might wind up getting hurt. Oh, shoot. And uh, Quell turns around and looks at Augustine and is like, um, there was another part of what I was saying earlier. I gathered. And uh, this time, Quell is very careful to make sure any talking tubes are closed. <laughs> uh, and it speaks in like a very low voice. And it's like, Captain, the, the spirits of the flotilla don't just want us to access the Ascending Fortress. And they don't just want us to modify the controls so that Subida can be piloted. They have a specific purpose. They want us to pilot Subita to the Reverend Assemblage. They want us to use Subita as a way of helping them gain access to the Assemblage. And um, they do not seem pleased. Quell kind of hesitates with a look on her face between uh, compassion and concern and worry um, and just kind of pauses and looks at the captain like, help us, you're the wise one, figure this shit out for us. <laughs> um, Augustine takes a, a heavy sigh and sets his hot toddy down, thinking things over. Do you know what their their end goal is besides driving into Subita? Well, kind of sighs and says, from what I can gather, I think they know something may be happening to spirits there. And uh, I hope that they just aim to liberate any spirits that may be in danger there. Uh, I don't know. You know as well as I do that spirits, they don't, they don't necessarily hold and process emotions the way that living folks like us do. But if you went to some place and found out that they were harming your, your kin, your loved ones, wouldn't you potentially want to see some kind of revenge or at least ensure nothing like that could ever be done again? 
I understand, but if we help with this and ride Subita to the assemblage, then we're there. The lift cores won't work. We'll be stuck. Well, I think that's why they want to use Subita. Uh, they right now, they've got an entire flotilla and I think they know the lift cores won't work. That's why they need this Landberg instead of just flying there themselves. I don't know if it's a one-way trip or not, but I don't think they're counting on lift cores. But we do. I think from the, the conversation you had, um, it didn't seem like there was an expectation that you need to stay on Subito once it's moving. Uh, you certainly could, but I, you know they want you to make this happen for them. And then they'll, you know, their can plans will carry forward from there. Okay. Well, well, relays that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's definitely a uh, a heavy thought. I think I uh, need some time to rest on it. Uh, Quell kind of frets with the edge of of Augustine's blanket for a second and then nods and sets it down and says, no, of course, I am sure that you're, you know, you're going to come up with some solution. I trust you, Captain. I just, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, we're all somebody too. Sure, sure we are. And Everyone here on Subita and everyone in the Reverend Assemblage and, you know, the spirits too. I think, you know, people don't understand that just because they aren't humans, they still have thoughts, they still have feelings, and I suspect that they can feel pain. So I think there's just got to be some solution. I don't know what it is, but, you know, you're, you're smarter than I am. You're more experienced and... Well, I'll get out of your hair. I'll let you rest, and we'll figure it out. I know you always figure it out, Captain. You always have a solution. As as Quell's on on her way out, I guess I'll just speak up. Quell? Yeah? Don't sell yourself short. Well, no, I, I would never sell anything for less than it's worth, Captain, but... Even a girl like me has got to know her limits. Quell kind of gently ducks out, closes whatever sort of door curtain there might be to give Augustine some privacy and uh, hurries back down, I don't know, probably to find uh, Chalice and help tidy up any dishes that might be down there. Mm -hmm. I think as you're ducking out, the, the kettle starts to whistle from the galley. Uh, all right. Um, and uh, Gadget, w I'm sure Gadget would want to move ASAP, but like if the if the thought, Catherine, is that we want to be able to move when Chalice isn't here, you know that they have regular <laughs> shifts. So you can always, you know, you don't have to do it within three hours. You could sneak out when they're on their shift tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I think that's an excellent plan, by the way, Gadget. I agree that we should definitely move when... Chalice is not here. Although, oh my god, both Quill and I feel so bad that we're keeping Chalice in the dark. 
I was kind of curious how you were going to break this to Chalice. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. We can't just ram Subita into the Reverend Assemblage. You want to talk about like a breach of trust forever. Quell well, really does care about Chalice and views Chalice as like a sibling. So, Well, if we're never getting out the Reverend Assemblage, we got a while to make up. Better <laughs> to ask for, uh, for forgiveness than for permission. Oh, and on the other hand... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I have a question. Did we like come clean to Augustine that we raided the closet? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that was implied, but I mean, I don't know if we explicitly said it. I like the idea of, you know, um, admitting that we kind of promised that we'd be ramming an entire continent into enemy territory is less high of a stakes than admitting that you it borrowed clothing without somebody's permission. I'm okay, so, so sorry, we didn't. Your dice we did not come clean to Augustine that we raided nope. the closet. Good, we, but we did talk about ramming the continent into a bigger continent. Great okay. priorities. Yes. Yep. Priorities. Wanted. To, just wanted to clarify that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I was going to say that Chalice was th- their plan was to stay here on Subita and make some money and try to find a way, you know, onto the Reverend Assemblage. And now they can literally just stay here and find a and way find onto a the way. Reverend, Asse- Reverend Assemblage. So, I mean, really, you're killing two birds with one stone. I awesome. mean, I know Chalice probably wants to go home at some point, but I'm going to assume it's probably under different circumstances. <laughs> you mean not at the rear of an invading army? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What a tangled web we weave. All right. So we can move into downtime now. Oh, I did want to ask ask explicitly. I wasn't clear about it when playing uh, Quell because I, Kitty, could not explicitly remember. Uh, did they say what they wanted to do once they got to the Reverend Assemblage? They, um, Decoy, she more or less said... That, you know, they don't know explicitly what's happening to the spirits, but they do, but they, um, they sort of, you know, collectively have sensed from what has been able to get back to them that whatever is being done is being done around the center of the continent, and they are planning on making their way there and shutting it the hell down. Okay, so they didn't explicitly say that they were going to attempt to harm the people of the Reverend Assemblage... Which is good, because I was like, I don't think I remember that. But I did remember that they were concerned about the spirits there and that they'd want to put a stop to what was happening. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean you know a few things. Yeah, you know a few things that are true, right? You know that spirits, from what everything you, you understand, they don't tend to be particularly vengeful, but they also no. don't think about mortality the same way that you and I do. No. So if they're like, we're going to shut this down, what better way to shut it down than just to eliminate the facility and the people running it? Mm-hmm. And you also know that this filter uh, seems to be an important part of the um, the economy and the infrastructure of uh, the Reverend Assemblage. So <sighs> chances so are they wouldn't just let it go without, you know, if the spirits just showed up, they wouldn't just let them shut it down. Oh god, it's like soul coins. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> no. Um, so yes, no, that's that's a good primer of the the general politics going on there. 
Um, and yeah, you can obviously, if you want to make moves there, you know, try to head things off of the pass, you can, but also you could just get the job done and get the hell out of here. It's up to you. You know, I think one thing that Quell is reflecting on really, you know, and about uh, in the conversation that just happened, you know, Chalice seemed so shocked and excited about the idea of like spirits and synthetic spirits and spirits that you could communicate with. Um, Quell is like, it seems like many people in the Reverend Assemblage truly have no understanding of spirits as these kind of sentient living beings, not living in like the physical corporeal sense that humans would be, but still very much alive. Um, and she's wondering like, is there some way that we could get the people of the Reverend Assemblage to have to recognize the personhood of spirits so that they would stop doing this? I mean, that's essentially from what Chalice has told you, that's essentially their plan, right? It's just, you know, this is something that they want to do maybe in a few months, maybe in a few years and kind of work from within the system because, you know, Chalice, they, they've learned a lot out here, but the, the river assemblage is still their home. They still think it's an essentially good place and it just has some problems that need to be fixed. Well, I mean, we'd have to like destroy their entire economy if their entire yeah. economy is based on this, but you, you know, know what? <laughs> They, they, Chalice would be like, you know, we don't have to stop cold on the fossil fuels, but we can start a 10-year transition plan. Something oh my like God. that. Oh, no. And Quill would be like, we're not working with fossils, we're working with living beings. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it would depend on the, the situation, obviously, but that is, that is Chalice's planned approach, is kind of, you know, like trying to convince people that these aren't fossils, these are beings. Um, but doing it you know, from within, not as a um, potentially violent invasion. Quell is just mulling over that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you know, sometimes to make change, people get hurt. Um, but we'll, we'll see where that ends up going. Uh, for now, uh, we're in downtime. And I <laughs> realized a funny thing. While I was getting ready for your downtime here, I was about to say, oh, well, you only have one action because you're at war with Protectorate Affairs and you took a bunch of heat last time, but you took enough heat that it ticked over to a wanted level <laughs> and left you with zero heat. And your uh, just passing through ability is not based on wanted level. It's based on having um, a certain amount of heat. So you still get two downtime actions. <laughs> Oh, we gotta go change that. Hey, Mary, do you want to do some downtime together? Um, are you asking to cut loose? Yes. Yes, sure. Let's go cut loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how are you cutting loose? All right, well, uh, Gadget just had a very eventful weekend, now as a new parental figure herself. Um, and, you know, decoy hearers is wonderful beautiful synthetic spirit um you know not quite a human spirit not quite a yokai uh not quite a machine construct so so gadget's closest point of somebody who she assumes has a good familial connection to and may possibly be 
part cybernetic themselves is Myriad. So she's going to be oh asking God. for parental advice. Like, hey, so what was your family like? Why, why did you end up leaving your Landberg? Uh, so my family was literally my entire <laughs> Landberg. Uh, hold on, uh, like, uh, before you get into this, uh, let's do a little framing. Where where are you having this conversation, and like, kind of, what are you doing as you uh, as you do it? Are you on the Beluga still? Are you on the nearby uh, Cool Name Goes Here, which is still doing a pretty good business of you know having cooling rooms for chop workers? What does it look um, like? I like to imagine this is in the Beluga in Gadgets Workshop, which is also now a plant nursery. So it's a good. You know, a spot where Gadget feels comfortable and a place that's a little bit becoming a little bit weirder every day, just just like the rest of the Beluga crew. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think some of the roots in the corner are kind of growing into like uh, growing through your tools, but not really in a destructive way. Not really, not really your tools, but you know, like uh, I don't know if you have like a a table saw or something. You know, they're just kind of weaving their way through the various parts of equipment. Um, and, and kind of like tendrils plugging into the monitors, you know, yeah, it's cool. Um, so okay, with that with that scene established, uh, sorry, you can you can get back to talking about your family, Myriad. Yeah, I think Myriad also feels a little bit at home in uh, gadgets <laughs> gadgets workshop because it's it basically has a little tree in there you know arbalot no, it's more than trees. a little tree at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> no Are it's a little tree it's gonna have a new mast it's you know it's like a little forest in there now mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah my family was literally the entire landberg we were all each other's parents in a sense and we were all each other's child in a sense uh, there was no singular parent of, a ch- like, there was no, you are responsible for your own child and no one else is responsible for that. Uh, everyone was responsible for everyone else. That, that's really cool. So it's normal to have more than one uh, paternal figure in your family structure? Yeah, uh, that. It was expected that the entire village was caring for all of the children. That's why, you know, bungee babies survived, (laughs) because we were all catching each other, you know? We really do need to support each other. And you're saying that, you know, everybody looks out for each other, so it's it's okay if you don't always know what you're doing? Exactly. And... Marianne, I, I gotta ask you, as a person who I'm pretty confident at this point is part, part cybernetic themselves, how 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 do you connect to everybody? It's, it's hard, you know, being in the family unit when you're not like everybody else in there. At this point, Myriad uh, isn't sure if uh, Gadget is joking about uh, me being cybernetic or not, um, but continues to play along with this running <laughs> gag. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, we all make connections to each other in our own special way because we're all connected spiritually 
and literally. And just looks directly into Gadget's eyes. Literally. Uh, when <laughs> when they say that. Uh, Gadget, of course, it doesn't have the greatest people skills, so um, might not find this as off-putting as average person. <laughs> Mary, it is all about the con- the connections we make, like how decoys connected to her, to her anchor. We are connected together. Mary, thank you so much for this chat here today. <laughs> uh, how about you go ahead and uh, roll your dice here uh, to see how much stress you recover, see how. Yeah. how- Restorative this was for you, and I also believe this will fill up your relationship clock, so don't forget yes, that you get to ask will. the truth. Oh. oh. That was not very stress-relieving. No, you, you were rolling Wait. D4. So oh, shit, you're right. You Let's try this one more time. and got a high of two, so. It's the average. <laughs> well. This is a little no. better. This is a tiny I mean, bit better. <laughs> Still, Technically, yes, you are not incorrect. <laughs> you got a three, uh, and you had what? You had like eight stress. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, but you. So that goes away. Uh, three of it anyway. Um, and you get to ask Myriad one truth about one of your belief beliefs you have with them. Oh, you also both take XP. Both oh, right. Yes. Oh, cool. That can go on any any track you want. So, Myriad, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, everybody in your family, or if it's just you, but but why, why would she even hide your cool robot parts? Wait. Gadget, do you... Do you fully, truly, honestly believe that I have robot parts? Myriad, we've known each other for a while now. There's a reason why I can talk to you easily. I watched you get hit by lightning. Normal people don't do that. I mean, Quell also got hit by lightning. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would argue that Quell is not a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on Quell today, Myriad. I don't. I cannot be 100% for sure, but I don't think I have any robot parts inside me. I have been, like, knocked unconscious a few times in my life, so maybe there are robot parts inside me that I don't know about, but I don't think I have robot parts inside me. I've been friends with a normie this whole time. I'm sorry if I'm disappointing you right now. You're not... You would never disappoint me. I'm just... Are you sure? And Gadget kind of like grabs Myriad's arms like I I'm gonna and she kind of like flips over like his forearm and up look inspecting carefully. I mean I just said that I'm not 100% sure. I I think I'm like 98.26% sure. Myriad you're the smartest person I know. Everything you've ever said was 100% accurate. So I mean, if you're confident that you're not part robot, you are also the smartest person that I know. So <laughs> you could be right and I could be wrong. I don't. Who knows? 
I guess that's why families have to look out for each other, because you never know, you know, looking up to somebody and thinking that they're infallible and just finding out that they're a regular person like you, that's... I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> I, Gadget, are, are you part robot? No, that'd be ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Aw, and today we saw Gadget grow up just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging out with a normie? <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. So Gadget's connection clock with Myriad resets to uh, one, because it always starts at one. Otherwise, it would be zero stress to help them, but you also wouldn't do anything. So not that helpful, I guess. Um, And yes, that was a a lovely scene. Thank you. Um, You would clear the current beliefs, but you can hold on to them if you want um, and have like a fresh set of beliefs that you'll be able to write down for for as you connect further with Myriad. All right, so Gadget had a good uh, first downtime there. Uh, who wants to take the next one? Where I get my normal? Uh, yeah, you're you get all of your standard downtime actions, and you don't have to cut loose this tur- this turn. Um, ordinarily, when you have a point of trauma, you need to indulge your vice, or in this, or in our case, cut loose, or else you'll take stress. But that's not true for the first downtime after taking trauma. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise I'd overindulge then. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, well, I guess I should probably uh, heal, doctor, mm-hmm. get better, try to. Okay. And yeah, I think I might have laid this out last time. I can't remember. But I think since given the nature of this harm, if you take some time to rest, I'm just going to drop exhausted down to level two. You'll still mark progress on your healing clock, and then you can kind of reduce it as normal from there. Okay. And can I use a um, recover? Yep. For that yep. level if you, two. If you time? recover, then yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll use a recover. See. Uh, see if I can knock that two down. Uh, Dr. Myriad, Dr. Star Spindle helping you out this time? <laughs> uh, I, I believe so. Oh. If, if I... you'd oblige. If, if Dr. Star, Sp- Star Spindle wills it, I mean, obviously, you know, if the doctor isn't in, the doctor isn't in. Yeah, I can always go out. Um, I just don't. I mean, I can. Doesn't mean I'm going to help very much. <laughs> or be very effective. Well, because if I go out and into Subita, it's our. It's your tier minus one. Yeah, so it'd be our... two dice. Which um, is more effective than my one die. Well, two dice taking the lesser. Sorry. <laughs> That's the important oh. part. Oh, uh, taking the and, lesser. Okay. <laughs> and while you're in your ship, you get to use your med bay, which. Is right. Okay. Yes. Add plus one d to recovery rolls. So if you do this yes. in your ship, then um, then you get to add the plus one d from that. Yeah. So you're you're the better doctor there, Doctor Star Spindle. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I think since you kind of you're just exhausted, right? I'd probably just like make you sleep more as as your doctor. But sure, you just <laughs> this like literally you, just you pour having me like more brandy. <laughs> Just getting drunk with Augustine so that Augustine will just fucking sleep for a while. <laughs> no, because I recognize that I recognize that the reason, part of the reason, uh, Augustine is so exhausted is the sheer amount of alcohol that mm. Augustine has been drinking. So I would be like, <laughs> no, you need some bread and water. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my like, god, you're gonna kill him! You got back from the club. Uh, Here's some alka-seltzer. <laughs> you need to drink water every half hour, whether you're thirsty or not. Uh, how, okay. uh, how Augustine and Myriad have been together, and Augustine knows how to understand Myriad. Myriad also knows this happens, so you just have to take it away and... <laughs> And pass uh, the bread. Uh huh. I, yeah, I like that. Uh, go ahead and roll your doctor. Um, risky standard is fine. Plus one bonus die, myriad. Nice. Look at that. Nice. Uh, got a six. So, Augustine, you can mark five ticks toward your recovery clock. Um, your exhausted drops down to level two harm. Uh, hmm, fatigued. Yeah, let's keep it going. Uh, and then if you wanted to wait a minute, no, it's not. Was it five or it's three? It's three. Yeah, it's three. Sorry, it's three. Uh, on ticks on the clock. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to spend a credit, then you could bump it up to critical, uh, which would mark five on the clock. But you don't have to do that. Um, I should have just done that. That's all right. Um, I'll just take the three. Okay. Uh, so yes, you currently have level two harm fatigued. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a nice scene. Augustine being tended to. Uh, I, I like, like, even though... Like, Myriad is very clearly like, you're not my captain. Like, the two of you have, like, a relationship, you know, a working relationship here. <laughs> and that's fun to see. Um, all right. So, Augustine recovered. And don't forget that you also still have your free downtime action that you can use for heat or acquiring an asset, I think. Yes. Um, I have a thought on that, but we can go around. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, so, Myriad or Quell, what would you like to do with your first downtime action? Myriad, you go ahead. I'm still thinking. Uh, I, ha I have to look at the downtime activities. <laughs> um, I can do my bonus while we wait if you'd like. Yeah, works for me. Um, so, while I think I want to lay low. Okay. Um, and... That is reducing our heat in mm -hmm. another system. And right now we're in Fulmer, so it'd be Turner Cole. Um, and I think the way, just a fun way to kind of play this, um, is 
Augustine is, you know, arrested. He's exhausted. Uh, he ran the race, which was exhilarating, but also pushed himself to finish. And then um, coming back, seeing the ship start, them to start dismantling the ship, having to intervene to not just get us locked out and lose the beluga forever. He's mm -hmm. muttering in his sleep and concerned and uh, with the concern for his crew, but also the beluga. Uh -huh. And um, kind of to tie in with the AI um, mm -hmm. upgrade that we took maybe attunes with the beluga and conveys that worry and concern. And over the night, the external starts, starts to take some small cosmetic changes, but just to kind of make it look a bit different, harder <laughs> to pin as the beluga, but still remaining the beluga maybe taking on its own characteristics to reflect it coming to life a bit more that's very cool that is and, a cool idea you know every uh every ship needs like a mid-season upgrade right <laughs> uh, you know we got a new ship that way we can sell new model kits um, <laughs> uh all right yeah that's a that's a really cool idea uh and i think you could reduce heat in either the goal ward or the turn ward. From the way you've described it, it would—it sounds probably more like the turn ward because more people would have seen your ship there. Okay. Um, um. All right. So you can go ahead and mark two heat from the turn ward. So you drop down to one. Yeah. So you, it's doing this overnight, so when it's kind of dark, so people probably won't see it happening. But in the morning, there'll just be some subtle differences to the beluga, you know, the, um, I don't know what, do you, do you think like the, the paint job changed a little bit? Does it have like, uh, kind of some extra like ailerons where there weren't there any, or where, where there weren't any there before? Um, I don't know what our, our paint job was before, or what the finish of the ship was. Um, well, judging by Catherine's wonderful art, uh, it's blue, <laughs> like a beluga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, feeling... Um, I, I, okay, so beluga whales are actually kind of a gray, but... <laughs> Blue, blue is a fun color for whales. <laughs> yeah, I th I think that the beluga. I don't know what specifically the differences would be, but um, they're aspects that kind of take from each of us as it's connected to us as family. Aww. Luca's wearing dope-ass goggles. I'm writing that down. All right. <laughs> the beluga has a has a cool jacket. <laughs> I like Quell's cool jacket, and I like uh, Zink's cool jacket. 
Still going to get uh, that cool jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think in the... <laughs> uh, I'll just, yeah. Because people might be doing more things before the morning. Uh, but that, that reminds me of something funny that will probably happen. Okay, so... Uh, Myriad or Quell, did you decide on something? Uh, let's see, Myriad, you have four stress. That's that's tough. You could overindulge, but it's also kind of a lot of stress to go into action with. That's a that's a difficult number. Uh, yeah. And Quell, Quell, I'm thinking you should indulge. <laughs> you should very cut stressed loose. out. <laughs> was stressed out when she was talking with Augustine. Quell's just stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Quell needs to cut loose because um, she is very stressed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I can see Quell wanting to kind of like uh, stick around and help out Augustine while Augustine is recovering. So maybe I would cut loose with Augustine. Okay. So does that sound good, Augustine? Yeah. All right, what are you doing? All right, well, you know, I think that... Um, Quell, Quell could use a drink. Oh, my God, poor <laughs> Augustine's going to be so drunk at the end of this. <laughs> I love how Myriad's getting Augustine sober. <laughs> and Quell's like, Captain, <laughs> I need a drink, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, like... Gadget was making a good point about talking, you know, getting parental advice. And I mean, Quell's parental figures are kind of unusual. Quell has the mother of many back on dime. And then Quell really has Augustine here on the ship. So (laughs) Quell's like, Mm -hmm. all right. Um, So I don't know if this happens. This might happen after Myriad helps tend to Augustine. But uh, she she sneaks some snacks and some tasty, uh, you know, alcoholic beverage into uh, where Augustine is staying and kind of like whispers like, Captain, are you awake? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know sits next to the hammock because she doesn't want to tilt the hammock over. If it was a bed, she'd sit on the edge of the bed, but she doesn't want to make the, the hammock flip. And she's like, um, I don't want to bother you if you're resting, but if you're up for it, would you join me for a drink? You know, I think I'll pass on the drink. <laughs> I look shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What's wrong with Augustine? <laughs> are you? She reaches out and feels Augustine's part. Are you? Are you feverish? Are you? Do we need to get a doctor? Uh, I'm, I'm, the doctor's here. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I just. It's been a long day, and if Myriad knew that I were drinking after they came in here. And uh, tried to sober me up. I wouldn't hear the end of it. Quell nods. And it's like, that, that makes some sense. I 
I saw what uh, Marriott did to those those garlic snake knots, tongue knots. <laughs> I, I wouldn't much want Marriott mad at me. In any case, uh, is it all right if I sit here and just have a drink myself? Yeah, and he'll he'll pull over. You know the what? Did you give him water, tea? Yes, uh, <laughs> I would give him tea without the alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably could have uh, like maybe brought over Augustine's favorite from the cool name goes here. You know, like they got like greasy spoon type foods. Ah, uh, yeah, because Quo Quo would think of these things. She'd bring him like she said snacks, and she brought the alcohol too. But you know, if there was if Augustine didn't want to drink, she'd give him whatever the beverage was without the alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll have the drink and he'll he'll snack on whatever you brought. Well. Will you chat? They make great Rubens. <laughs> great Rubens, delicious. Mm. <laughs> so Quell kind of sips at the at the her beverage and is like, Captain, I just I couldn't think of who else to turn to. I figure you've got the best head on your shoulders that I know, and I don't know, Captain, you've got a way, a knack of getting out of trouble, you know. I figure you could get out of anything anywhere. And I think I've managed to land us in a whole heap of it this time. How so? Well, you know, we, we've got people we care about around here. You know, we've got, we've got Gadget and Miriam and you and chalice now that chalice has been with us for a while you know i see them as a as a younger sibling i don't want anything to happen to them and now i'm responsible for a another being out there decoy i didn't even realize i was making another life and i i don't want to let anybody down i don't want anybody to get hurt and i feel like i've just wound up in the middle of a, a cattle field and uh, I'm just waiting to step in it, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think I see where you're coming from. So how do I make sure that nothing bad happens to anybody? And she takes a big swig, swig of the drink that she's got in her hand, and she's kind of holding it with both hands. And at this moment, it becomes, you know, it's very clear that, you know, she's, She's like a troubled teenager who's trying to be very adult. And she's like, how, I mean, how do I make sure that decoy and the spirits are able to help their, their kin that are lost over on the Reverend Assemblage, but still make sure that Chalice and her family are okay. I mean, she's got a real family, a, a whole family and, I mean, I know for a fact not everybody has one of those, and I wouldn't want to take that from them. And, uh, yeah, she says them because I accidentally used she, and Chalice says they them, but I wouldn't want to take that from them. So, I don't know. What would you do, Captain? I mean, you know so much, and you've seen so much, and... You, like I said, you could get out of anything, anywhere. What would you do? Well, you can only help so many at once. And 
you know, you you brought decoy into this world. And that's unexpected, to say the least. And I guess you feel feel the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you could imagine what it might feel like to suddenly have kids you weren't expecting. (laughs) 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 Is that a pointed on Quill or is it it, uh, unintentional? It's unintentional. It's pointed from me, the player, but it's unintentional from Quell where she's like, I I don't know if you could imagine what it might feel like. Uh, I I can probably imagine. Uh, sounds like decoy is already quite mature in the little time she's been around and has a found family that's taking mm. care of her. Yeah, that's true. And I mean... Found family is just as important as the family you were born into, right? It is. And Quell gives a a relieved smile uh, because Quell has definitely got these beliefs that uh, Augustine views the crew as the of the Beluga as his surrogate family and is looking out for us. So this. Is Augustine sort of confirming for her, okay, found family matters. So Quell takes another drink and is like, Captain, do you think that there's a way to find a happy ending out of all of this? One side will always see it. At least one side will always see it as an unhappy ending. So you can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, I guess you make a good point there, Captain. You know, compromise is fine and good, but sometimes compromise just means that nobody gets what they need. I guess we just gotta, we gotta do what we think is right and try to help the most people in the end that's all you can do and you know if the assemblage is doing something to those spirits then regardless of who's living there that's that's a heinous act yeah you're right there and you know now that we know what's happening we can't abide its continuation. I think the spirits don't expect us to stay on Subita as Subita goes to the Reverend Assemblage. And we have every reason not to stay. I mean, what you said about the warp course is true. And we wouldn't be fair to the beluga or the fine folks who live on her to get them trapped there. But Part of me hopes that if one or two of us do go, maybe we can find a way to help smooth negotiations, get the the atrocities to end with 
as little harm or violence as possible. That being said, Captain, and, and Quell kind of, you know, perks up for a second. Do you think you could show me how to maybe uh, fly a ship a little bit better? I'm kind of embarrassed to admit I've been here for a while and I wouldn't know a, a pulley from a, well, what else they have other than pulleys? I don't know. <laughs> maybe you could teach me a buoy from a, is there a, a bulwark? Is that something ships got on them? It, it is. Yeah. I'll, I'd be happy to. <laughs> and Quell cheers as Augustine with her cup and gladly takes a bite of her snacks. <laughs> Go ahead and make a roll of 3d6 because that's your current connection with Augustine. Did I do it right? Yep, you got a five as your high result, so you can go ahead and clear five stress from your current uh, total. One, two, three, four, five, so that leaves me with four. Not bad, same as Myriad. Uh, and you also complete your connection clock with Augustine, so you get to ask one truth, and then you both take one XP, or one truth about one of your beliefs. I guess then I would, gosh, she was kind of hinting at two different uh, beliefs she has about Augustine. Mm -hmm. uh, the belief that he can seduce or charm anyone or anything, letting him get him and us out of trouble. And that Augustine views the crew of the Blue Guys as surrogate family. I guess the second one of those two seems more relevant in the sense that they were just talking about family and family connections and not wanting to disappoint family. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think Quell would kind of say over her cup, you know, Captain, all this talk about family. You know, I've been here on the Beluga with y'all for quite a while now. And I got to say, I I never had anything much like a dad. You could say that my family back on Dime was kind of unconventional. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess you're the closest thing I got. Do you think of us, us on the Beluga, as your family too? Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you think I stopped? Paul doesn't actually make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say, Tony? Yeah, I'm saying sorry. <laughs> um, you don't think I stuck around this long? You know, because I didn't think you were family. And. Well, Quell gives a big smile and looks kind of misty-eyed and uh, wraps her arms around Augustine in a big, like, kind of slightly rough hug, uh, maybe spilling a little of her beverage on your blankets. And is like, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, here, I'll clean that up. I'll get you a fresh blanket. And uh, she kind of hurries out of the room. Like myriad through the talkie tubes. Yeah, we're kind of the worst smuggling crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I care about you too, myriad. <laughs> uh, all right, so myriad, what would you like your first downtime action to be? I am going to train. It says I can train 
just in plain playbook advancement, but I don't understand how That's the train. Uh, bar at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. so what you would do is you would just you'd take the train action, you would tell me what you do that kind of increases your capabilities as a muscle. Uh and, you know, kind of uh, helps you better embody your your playbook's strengths. Uh, and then you would mark uh, uh, another dot on the playbook advancement track. Okay. Like, other than just plain strength strength training? I mean, it could be strength training. Um, that's definitely one possibility. That could also go with prowess training. Right. Um, but, you know, we can kind of read it broadly. Whatever, whatever sounds fun. Um, I kind of see Myriad, like, in the chop just like shooting things <laughs> like you know that gentle shooting random cans um i i don't know why i say gentle shooting there's no such thing as gentle <laughs> shooting <laughs> it's just a you know a term that has entered myriad's vocabulary <laughs> yeah myriad the gentle shootist um myriad the gentle shooter um just Target practice, um, shooting cans off of things in the sh- around the chop in the in the yard. Is this um, like a solitary thing, or is this you kind of trying to smooth things over with those guards who almost gunned you all down while you were um, uh, out front? <laughs> it's kind of a solitary thing. It's kind of an intimidation thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm still a little mad about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. probably cut from like, uh, like the a, a fence with you know a bunch of like old discarded parts. You know, just like bang, one kind of like plinks off and goes spiraling off, and we just uh, cut to one of the guards like like wincing and like um, <laughs> like tensing up, <laughs> and then a few seconds pass, bang. <laughs> They would tense up again. Um, but, you know, thanks to Augustine smoothing things over, they're not going to, like, you know, come down on you at all because their boss told them, like, like no, you know, we, we, uh, we've we got an arrangement here. Um, and, yeah, Myriad gets some good shooting practice in uh, with your cool... Are you practicing with your, your cane gun? Um, I'm practicing with my cane gun, maybe a little bit with my sniper rifle. Just... Mm-hmm. Whatever I have on hand, it's good to, you know, practice with everything so you know <laughs> what everything feels like in the moment. Mm-hmm. At one point, we actually see the can fly off the fence and then the bang because, you know, tra- sound travels more slowly because you're <laughs> sniping it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doppler effect. I don't know. Um, that's not what the Doppler effect is. That's not the Doppler uh, effect. <laughs> nope. Uh... <laughs> All right, so go ahead and mark uh, XP in your playbook advancement then. Cool. And are you like doing that? You said you were kind of doing that at night, right? Um, I didn't say at night. Oh, okay. It could be at night. Um, Up to you. Just, you know, random times throughout the day just to keep everyone on their toes. Mm-hmm. So we see the beluga slowly transforming behind you as you like move out to take extra pot shots <laughs> at these cans and bottles uh, and pieces of junk. Yeah. 